Good morning, everybody. We have a sharply lower trade in the grain markets here early on Monday morning. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. July corn futures down 20 and a half cents at 6.64. December corn down 29 and a half at 5.80 and a quarter. July soybeans down 31 and a half cents at 14.77. November soybeans down 39 and a quarter cents at 13.99 and a half. July Chicago wheat is down 21 and a half cents at 659 and a half. July Kansas City wheat is down 23 and a half cents at 614 and a half. July spring wheat is down 27 and a half cents at 737 and a quarter. If you're listening on the podcast, as always, really appreciate it. Leave me a review or a rating if you have not already. Uh, that would be much appreciated. Any sort of feedback that you might have, I'd love to hear it. If you are watching on YouTube, as always, uh, hit the subscribe button. Help me to grow this channel. Hit the like button, which will also also help me to grow this channel, help to spread these videos out, help to keep this thing going. If you need some additional assistance from me, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Go to the website, click on Grain Marketing Plan here in the upper right-hand corner. For $49 a month, I offer a subscription service. It includes my morning email, which goes out every business day at 6.30 a.m. Central Time. That includes every overnight headline that you need to be aware of, all sorts of interesting charts, graphics, weather maps. Uh, this morning, I had my weekly fund tracker charts, which uh, uh, I provide to customers every Monday morning. It, it provides us an update with the on the uh, CFTC report and the position of the funds. There's a text message service that goes along with this, subscriber-only videos and content, which uh, have become very popular. This is a monthly deal. It can be canceled at absolutely any time. Uh, no other fee, no other obligation. It's billed to your credit card automatically. Certainly check that out. So to get into uh, the markets here this morning, weather is the uh, big driver of prices here, I believe. Uh, U.S. forecasts turned a little bit wetter yesterday at midday, and this is a little bit of a shift from uh, what we saw last week, and I'll show you some maps here. And no, guys, I don't want to turn this into a uh, into a weather YouTube channel, but this just happens to be the thing that's driving the markets this time of year. So yes, I'm going to show you some weather maps. Uh, this is what the Weather Prediction Forecast Center uh, is predicting here for the next seven days in terms of precipitation. You can see a lot of Iowa is going to see about an inch of rain, a little bit of southern Minnesota, northern Illinois, uh, Wisconsin, the southern maybe half of Illinois, Missouri is going to catch some rain. Dakota is kind of on the dry side. Uh, Southern Plains, really Northern Plains and Southern Plains, fairly dry. Eastern Corn Belt's kind of a mixed bag. Now, here's what has the market a little bit spooked, I think, are these more extended forecasts because there's not a ton of rain in the seven-day. But you look at the six- to ten-day maps, and uh, the Weather Prediction Center is calling for above-normal precipitation for central and eastern areas of the Corn Belt and really normal to below-normal temperatures uh, for most of the Corn Belt. You can see here, notably, the uh, Northern Plains uh, still expected to be drier than normal in that six to 10 day. Here's the eight to 14 day maps, which offers above normal rainfall for just about everybody. Again, minus uh, parts of the Dakotas and some very far Western areas and temperatures basically normal. So I think that those two uh, maps here, the six to 10 day outlook for both temperature and precipitation, and also the eight to 14 day maps spook the market a little bit. To get a little bit more specific, uh, this is the GFS expectation here through June 24th, which is, is wet for some areas, not so wet for other areas. Uh, these blue areas here on the map are, you know, half an inch up to an inch and, and red would be, you know, over two inches of rain. So it's, it's fairly wet. The, the, uh, GFS through June 28th throws a whole bunch of rain in the forecast in that extended period for just about everybody. You still look at the Dakotas here, and they're still kind of dry uh, in both of those versions. Here's the Euro model through June 24th, which I think offers a little bit more widespread rainfall over the next 10 days. So 
In any case here, guys, um, you've got a situation in which uh, the forecasts turned wetter kind of at midday yesterday, and uh, that's a big deal for the market. Um, another story that I think is, is potentially bearish is the story regarding the Biden administration and uh, biofuels. The Biden administration reportedly is considering ways to relieve U.S. oil refiners of their biofuel blending obligations. Uh, there has been some pressure from labor unions. There has been some pressure from U.S. senators on the East Coast. Um, the administration, as a result, is reportedly considering a number of options that could potentially hurt demand for ethanol. There was a Reuters article on Friday that circulated, and it continues to be discussed. The article mentioned, and, and this is in quote, in quotes, options like a nationwide general waiver exempting the refining industry from some obligations, lowering the amount of renewable fuel refiners must blend in the future, creating a price cap on compliance credits, and issuing an emergency declaration. Those are all things mentioned in this article. And uh, I believe an EPA spokesperson confirmed that conversations between these East Coast senators and um, and the head of the EPA did occur. Uh, they did not uh, say anything beyond that, but the conversations did occur. The meetings did occur. This has the potential to be a phenomenally scary situation uh, for the U.S. ethanol industry and also for the corn market. When you take into consideration that 35 to 40 percent of all demand for U.S. corn comes from the ethanol business. Uh, RIN prices fell like 15 percent on Friday. They rebounded uh, uh, late, but on that news, they fell sharply initially. Ethanol didn't really do much on Friday in terms of prices. Um, I did send out a video to subscribers on Friday uh, about this situation uh, very shortly after the uh, article was printed. So if you're interested, again, in some more real-time information for me regarding this sort of thing, uh, jump on that subscription service. It'll help you out. But that... Uh that story in particular scares me a little bit. I mean, I know that the corn lobby is is certainly not going to go down without a fight, and this this may very well just be kind of another uh, round of of the oil versus versus ethanol uh, uh, battle. But there's some scary language in that article, and and it does uh, cause me some concern. Certainly, some groups expect larger U.S. corn acreage or, or U.S. In, uh, corn acreage to increase drastically versus March intentions. IHS market that's in forma was out with their uh, June estimate on Friday. They've got corn acreage at 96 and a half million versus March intentions of 91.1. Now they were at 96.8 last month, so they've actually come down with their corn acreage estimate just a little bit. They've got soybean acreage at 89.1 million versus March intentions of 87.6. Uh, so if realized, you know those numbers would provide some additional cushion, certainly in regard to corn and and also in regard to beans on the balance sheets. Um, you're going to see a wide range of acreage estimates ahead of that June 30th report. That's uh, just one of the big unknowns in the market right now. I, I don't think anybody has a clue what the acres really are. Fund traders have reduced their net long in the soybean market substantially. Uh, it's being estimated uh, by by private groups that funds were net long less than 100,000 contracts of soybeans for the first time since August as of Friday's close. So they peeled that position back a lot. The estimate at Friday's close was that funds were long, I believe, 98,000 contracts of soybeans. Funds have also peeled back their position in the corn market. Um, it, the estimate was 281,000 contracts net long at Friday's close, which is still hefty, but that's more than 100,000 contracts off of where that big position peaked. Funds likely a modest net short in the SRW wheat market. Subscribers, you guys have fun tracker charts uh, from me uh, in your inbox this morning. 
Russia's wheat crop may be getting a little bit bigger. Well-followed private group Silva Econ pegged the crop at 82.4. That's up from 89, 80.9 previously. Uh, rains during the month of May resulted in improved conditions in the south part of Russia, which is their big wheat-producing area. Uh, ICAR did the same thing. They went up to 82 from 80 previously, so that crop perhaps getting a little bit bigger. We've got export inspections and crop progress today. NOPA crushed tomorrow. Uh, ethanol production Wednesday. Export sales Thursday. Uh, cattle market. Um, uh, has not done much in terms of the cash side. Uh, there were some some late sales, I think, in the Western Corn Belt at 122 Friday, but most most of this stuff was 119 to 120, with a little bit up to 121 on. Uh, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday last week, the box beef market was down yesterday. Select boxes were actually down more than, uh, or I'm sorry, on Friday, select boxes were down actually more than $5. Uh, and the outside market's uh, fairly quiet here. The S&P's up two points. The Dow is down 20. Uh, gold's down 20 bucks this morning. Silver down sharply as well. Uh, the U.S. dollar is off a little bit. Crude oil is up 39 cents, 71.30 in the July WTI. So that market kind of keeps creeping higher. Bonds up just a little bit. Everybody have a wonderful day today. I will talk to you same time tomorrow.